that, baby! But here, I've met a lot of people and I've played some too. And there's one thing I know, people like to talk. <laughs> it's the Spudcast. That's where you at. Hey, where you baby? How y'all making the semen? Thanks for joining me here on the Spudcast podcast as I'm talking out my ask with Jordan Hirsch, who is a freelance writer who wrote an interesting piece for The Lens about the mayor wanting to turn the municipal auditorium into the new city hall and how everybody else uh, don't want that. So Jordan Hirsch here on Spudcast right after this. Well, it finally looks like we're going to be spared the COVID lockdown this summer. Of course, there's other medical needs besides the big cootie sprains, breaks, stitches, pink eye, bug bites, sunburn. Some of these can be diagnosed and treated over the phone with telemed. But whatever your malady, Rapid Urgent Care is open 365, even on holidays, ready to treat you quickly and professionally. Whether you're on the North Shore or the South Shore, summertime bobos don't stand a chance at Rapid Urgent Care. Just go to rapidurgentcare.com for the address and number of the clinic nearest you. It's summertime, summertime, some, some, summertime, and that means hurricanes and heat. So how are you going to handle it this year? How about with a brand new whole house generator and an upgraded AC system from Serentine Refrigeration? My power went out during Hurricane Zeta for 10 whole seconds. Then my Serentine service generator kicked in. We were even able to run extension cords to the neighbor. And Serentine will keep your AC running smooth and cool even in the dead of August. Call Serentine today, 504-833-8831. 833-8831, tell them Spud sent you. Getting older and feeling your age, low energy, no motivation, putting on the pounds. Maybe age isn't the culprit. Maybe the sad truth is you have low testosterone. Well, don't sit around and mope. Go to the Mope Clinic at the Men's Optimal Performance Enhancement Clinic. Chris Rue will do more than just fling a blue pill at you. With proper testing, diagnosis, and testosterone replacement therapy, you'll be on your way to becoming your old self again, or better yet, your new self again. Go to mopeclinic.com, M-O-P-E clinic.com, or call 504-322-3888 to start your journey to a better, stronger, healthier you. Okay, so we're talking to uh, Jordan Hirsch, who is a, uh, he's a freelance writer, uh, and the reason I even got his name is I, I saw his uh, article uh, in The Lens, which if y'all don't read, uh, you should turn on to a little bit every now and again, but Jordan is a freelance writer who published an article in there about the mayor wanting to turn the municipal auditorium into City Hall. And from what I can uh, discern from your writings there, Jordan, a lot of people ain't really interested in that happening. So first off, hey, man, thanks for joining me. How's it going? Uh, Good. My pleasure. Thanks for having me. Oh, man, this ain't no pleasure talking to me. It's just bullshitting. So, all right, why? Uh, let's get to the nitty-gritty of your article that was in The Lens about the mayor wanting to do this. I, re- I read uh, some stuff a few months back where the mayor and some of her people went and talked to Leo Watermeyer, who is... He's run for mayor, and he's 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 like a fixture in New Orleans, especially in the gay community. And uh, you know, they talked to him about turning the municipal auditorium into city hall, and and he said, "Oh, I don't think that's a good idea." And they proceeded to ream him out. So it sounds to me like something that the mayor really wants to do, and she's not too keen on anybody getting in her way. Yeah, I mean, she certainly seems intent on it, and it was particularly surprising. Um, when when that happened last week because earlier in july the city council had passed uh they basically passed a a new zoning law that was designed specifically to prevent 
the mayor from proceeding with construction on this. And then they passed a second measure that is designed ultimately to make it so that the city council has to approve the relocation of city hall regardless of where or when that would happen. And so I think like there is a sense for people like me who were following the story that, well, the city council, you know, realized this was a really unpopular plan that the mayor had. Uh, you know, there was a march and a rally against it in June. And, and honestly, it, it sort of has something to, to bug everybody about yeah. it. Like it's, it's a really diverse and wide group of uh, people and organizations that have opposed it. And so when, when the city council stepped in and, and the sort of the depth of the opposition was clear, it was easy to think like, okay, she's going to, to move on. But in fact, what happened, what became clear at this, this meeting with community organizers last week was that she's still going down she's as going far down. as, yeah. Yeah, and yeah. And her argument in, in reading your article about this, I mean, her argument is, all right, you don't want to do it, fine. Then you got you got like 30 days to come up with a plan, and you ain't getting none of the FEMA money that I got. So you got to come up with the money and the plan and all that stuff, and you got to do it today at 2 o'clock. So get on a stick. You know, I mean, th- th- nobody... If the city council gets up, and the city council is the one that controls the purse strings, from what I understand, even even FEMA money, they should have some kind of say so about how it's spent. Uh, if the city council all together goes, eh, this ain't a very good idea. It's certainly it's certainly not turning the the municipal auditorium into city hall does nothing to preserve the culture of New Orleans by any stretch of the imagination. And after the, a year of lockdown and no Mardi Gras and everything else everything that can be done to preserve the culture here should be at least attempted. Right. So, yeah, I mean, I don't think that the city council can control the FEMA money, but certainly they can uh, represent their constituents who have been calling them and saying a version of what you just said, which is this space needs to be used for – as a venue for cultural activities and as something that can um, support particularly the culture of Treme, which has been really put under a lot of pressure by past city policies and which, you know, a lot of people are particularly in light of the um, proliferation of, of short term rentals like Airbnb. A lot of people are concerned about what the culture of Treme is going to look like in, in five years or 10 years. And, there's a pretty broad consensus that like, Hey, this, this facility, the municipal auditorium, it was, it was kind of remarkable before the storm because it was a place that was significant to like, you know, blue blood carnival royalty. Right. Um, as well. There was some great concerts. I saw zoos in there. You know I mean? There's all kinds of, that's why. Yeah. Yeah. That's where I was going. It's like, it it was, it was special, you know, for, for so many different, groups of people in the city and it's kind of there's not a whole lot of places like that um and and so the city council has been making an effort to find a way to obstruct the mayor's plan because they they can't stop her from tapping that fema money but they can respond particularly as some of them are seeking re-election um they they can respond to the community pressure because nobody wants to see this i think except for the mayor well nobody wants to see it and 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 yes you're correct they can't stop her from tapping into the FEMA money. However, they can stop her from tapping into any other money in the future because they are the ones who approve or disapprove of all of her budgets that are going to come up in the in the uh, in the future. And Helena Moreno 
has her eye on being mayor and has had it for a long time. So, uh-huh. you know, there, there's all kinds of uh, monkey wrenches that can be thrown into the plans for this. And, and quite frankly, this is just not a popular thing. And it wouldn't, it, I don't even think it would be a good match. I mean, I think she wants to do it primarily because she has a chunk of money and can turn a building into something new because the old building was ugly to begin with. I mean, let's not kid ourselves. Man, City Hall in New Orleans is one crappy-looking building. It was the day they cut the ribbon. Yeah, look, you know, everyone has been, been even the most passionate opponents of the mayor's plan here, everyone cops to the fact that City Hall is is rough and and it's it we need to upgrade that for all the the city employees and just in general as a piece of infrastructure we 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 should do better than that um you know what they're saying is two things they're saying the city hall's got to get upgraded and also the municipal auditorium needs to have a function that, that serves local culture and so if those things mean that city hall doesn't go in the auditorium well then let's talk about where else it can go you know because there are other options yeah. but yeah I mean, old... everyone sort of grants the premise that like yeah we, we need to upgrade city hall that's fine let's just separate that conversation from the use of the fema money for the auditorium well frankly you know i mean they got they got the big hospital they have the big charity that and, and mm-hmm. you know what i had so many conversations with so many different people after katrina who and people oh no that place is condemned and i talked to died friends of mine who were emergency room doctors in that building and they said 48 hours after that storm left, they had scrubbed that thing crystal clean. And the the, the emergency room, cl- class one trauma center was ready to operate. And they kicked them all out of there because they wanted to tear down mid-city and build a whole new complex. Well, they've done that now. And now they got the municipal auditorium and the old charity hospital just sitting there turning into a, a moldy fog. Well, right. give it to the well, charity. You know- well, charity's been spoken for now. You know, the Landry administration looked at moving City Hall to uh, to charity, mm-hmm. and, and that didn't work. I believe there, there's plans currently for Tulane and for um, private housing to go in there, but there's still other city-owned properties. I mean, you've got uh, the VA hospital, which has something like a million square feet that's already owned by the city and is mostly empty. Um, you know, oh, there's the – yeah, it's just kind of sitting there. And they got that um, old Lindy Boggs Hospital over there in uh, Mid City over there off. Uh, it used to be Jeff Davis. Yes. Is that is that so uh, the, Avery? That that one is, I believe, has been sold to a private developer oh, also. Okay. Um, but but I guess the point being, there there are options, um, and there are options that don't require sacrificing um, this piece of land, you know, next mm-hmm. to Congo Square in Armstrong Park. No, and it'll be, and, and not only that too. I mean, there's still talk. I don't know if it's going to happen or if it'll happen in my lifetime. But they were talking about you know taking down the the interstate uh, so that Claiborne is is you know back what it used to be. I don't know. I I, I mean maybe you shouldn't have done it. To me. They certainly weren't going to do it over the French Quarter. But uh, you know, with with Claiborne with all the traffic that would be pushed to the surface of Claiborne if they take down that interstate. That's going to be a big mess, and that'll certainly be a huge mess if they turn uh, Municipal Auditorium into City Hall. That'll be a nightmare, that whole, for years while they're doing all of that. So that's just a bad move across the board. I mean, the Mahalia Jackson and the Municipal Auditorium right there sharing two big parking lots, that's that's a lot of really classic stuff that'll be able to come back to this city pretty quick. So, I Yeah, I mean, I think the neighbors in Treme are concerned about traffic and congestion and just being 
you know, where, where are they going to park? Um, if there's a thousand people going to work in Armstrong park every day, plus all the people that have to show up to do their business with the city. Mm -hmm. Um, it's just not really a compatible use for that, for that land. I I agree. I agree. When we get back, we're going to step away for a second here, but when we come back, we're going to talk to Judd Hirsch about being a journalist and a freelance writer. And, and, and again, we'll talk some more about the lens that if you don't read, you should, because there's great stuff in there. I know a lot of people think it's an uptown paper, but it's, it's not, it's, it, it focuses a good bit of it there, but it's across the board. And uh, they accept freelance writers like Jordan. So there you go. So we'll be back with more on the Spudcast talking out my ass right after this. Hey, guess what? The pandemic's finally winding down. Looks like you might get to go on a little vacay, but where are you going to go? I got an idea. Go fishing. Get yourself a licensed and insured fishing guide at lasaltwater.com. They got a guide for everything and every place. Inshore fishing, offshore fishing, fly fishing, kayak fishing, bow fishing, you name it fishing. At lasaltwater.com, there's pictures and videos of all the happy fishermen and women and kids. And don't be the one that got away. Go to lasaltwater.com and book your charter today. That doesn't sound too good. You better start filling sandbags. Oh, wait, you don't have to do that anymore because you have the home team advantage. You called Home Team Elevation at 504-301-1222 and you got your home lifted above the flood. No more worries for you. What about your mama's house or your uncles or your brothers? Home Team is ready to lift their spirits even higher than your home. Get the Home Team advantage by calling 504-301-1222 or go to hometeamelevation.com. Do you know what it means to miss New Orleans? The next time you have to travel, take along a couple of pounds of Parish coffee, and you won't be missing New Orleans for long. Brewed right here in the land of coffee lovers, Parish coffee has the taste you're looking for. From dark roast to coffee and chicory to flavored coffees like Bananas Foster or Bourbon Pecan, French Vanilla or King Cake, or you name it, Parish coffee has a flavor just right for you. Look for the bright purple bag in the coffee aisle of your favorite market, or order it online, have it sent right to your door. What a perfect gift for any coffee aficionado. Sip the soul of New Orleans in every cup of Parish Coffee. Okay, we're back on the Spudcast talking out my ass with Jordan Hirsch, who's a freelance writer in the city of New Orleans. Where are you from, Jordan? You born and raised here or what? I am born and raised here, yeah. Where? Where you went to school, uh, man? What's your daddy's name? <laughs> uh, Arnold Hirsch raised me at 716 Valmont Street, attended Lesher McMain and Ben Franklin. And uh, and here I am. Valmont Street. I got uh, Art Neville. You, you uh, well before he passed. I mean, I know his wife still lives over there. He he lived up in that uh, section of town. He had a nice yes. little complex. Yeah. Thirteenth Ward. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I've been in his place. I, well, I hadn't been there in years before he passed. But yeah, we used. To, I don't know. We were in a group for about ten years. Me and my wife, and him and Lorraine, and John and Annabeth, and you know, we would all go to different things together, and then. You know, shit happens, and you drift apart, and then boom. Right. But uh, anyway, yeah, Valmont, that's that's a pretty cool street. Um, so born and raised here, you're a freelance writer. How did you become a writer, man? Is that something you always wanted to do, or you just and, – and selling stories to the lens and other things? How, how does somebody be a writer in New Orleans and not be Tennessee Williams? Uh well, it's easy to not be Tennessee Williams. I think that <laughs> most of us, most of us are not. But you know, it's something that I've been doing more recently. Um, I, I started uh, 
writing about the city and from the context of a post-Katrina nonprofit work I was doing in the music community. Mm-hmm. Um, so I started writing about what was going on in that community. Um, and from there, I, I got a, a gig writing for the HBO show Treme, um, which dealt it? with a lot of that. Yes, that's right. I remember that. I remember that. Yeah, it was um, a fun shoot. It really was. The, the residuals don't pay with the shit, but uh, the show itself was a lot of fun to do. Right. Yeah, mine either. <laughs> uh, but so yeah, I then um, I, I've I've been doing various projects in and around the music community here and in and around the nonprofit arts world, and so writing is something that I've been doing um, sort of in parallel with that. And what I found. Uh, with the situation with Municipal Auditorium, for example, was that uh, since I'm no longer running a nonprofit, you know, writing about this situation is something that I could do uh, to try to support, uh, you know, the community that was going up against, is going up against the mayor um, and and doing so, you know, in a way like the, the city's been, in my view, um, not doing anything to, um, make this process public and transparent. And so in that, in that way, you know, writing about this, uh, I did a piece in anti-gravity magazine last month and this thing in the lens, it's, uh, it's something I, I, I like to do. Um, but it's also a way to, um, you know, to try to contribute, to get people up on what's going on. It's hard to keep track of all this stuff if you're not really paying attention. Um, well, yeah. And that's something else too, because they're, there are too many venues, which I'm, I'm certainly adding to in my podcast, but I try to, you know, I, I try to focus on things that affect the people around here, but I also just try to be a goof and have, you know, there's so much sure. negative news out there. I usually try to crack jokes during all my uh, conversations and such. But the fact of the matter is, you know, that, you know what, Jordan, you know how many, you know how many newspaper articles and, and other articles that I read from news sources and such that are just filled, I mean filled with typos and just bad grammar and, and, and glitchy stuff and, and sentence fragments, which I don't mind as long as it expresses the idea. But it's just, you know, it was kind of nice reading your article because it was a good article and I didn't... I wasn't till it wasn't until I was at the end of it that I went. I really didn't see any boo boos up in here, you know. <laughs> so Jordan either a good writer or Jordan's got a good editor, one of the two. But you just see but, so much crap out there that's just poorly expressed, and it was it was it was kind of nice reading your stuff. So what's well, some more you. what's some more stuff of yours that that's out there I can read? Not and not just news stories too. I mean, you read short stories, or are you working on the Great American Novel? What? Um, well, so one easy place to go to, to find a lot of my work is the website, aclosserwalknola.com. It is, A Closer Walk is an interactive map of New Orleans music history. And when you go to the site, um, it works with GPS on your phone as well. Um, you can find, basically pull up a map of the city and find music history landmarks that, you know, most of the time are not marked and that mm-hmm. may not be, um, you might not know what was on a block that you're on all the time. And um, so I, I've edited that site for the last three plus years and written a good bit of the content up there. So um, you can cruise around that and, and find a lot of uh, what I've been yeah. writing recently. Um, like and, Buddy Bolden's house. I mean, everybody knows where Fat's house is, or at least they know roughly where it is because they know what it uh-huh. looks like and all the rest of that stuff. But yeah, when they were trying to save Buddy Bolden's house a, a few years back, 
and and just a whole bunch of other places. You know, where Dr. John was that big, full uh, mural in that that house of Dr. John. Uh-huh. You know, I mean, there's a lot of cool things in the city that, you know, frankly, I don't. In my youth, I went looking for all that stuff, but I'm old now, man. My feet don't carry me that far no more. Right. Yeah. So you know, go go on a virtual tour without uh, getting off your your behind. You know, there's uh, <laughs> something like a hundred and maybe 140 spots so far on the map, um, and uh, you know, it includes and you know, it's, it's not just my writing. It's also archival images, and videos, mm-hmm. and, and cool stuff. So um, yeah, by all means, poke around and you can, you can you can play around on that thing for hours. Well, it's not music, but do you have my statue in there? No. Yeah, no, well, we don't. I'm the Maybe. guy who did Ignatius Riley. There's a statue of me under the old DH. Oh, that's right. Yeah, that's that's right. So I forgot that. I yeah, my yeah. Kids well, to see that, you know, they're like, "Oh, wow, Dad, you're you're kind of stiff." Huh. <laughs> um. Yeah. I mean, yeah, a little a little outside the wheelhouse of a closer walk, but uh, definitely a uh, well, it, it's a an worthy aside. landmark. It's an aside. Yes. As you walk in. Oh, yes. by the way, if you're going to walk, then go between Bourbon and Dauphine on Canal Street in front of the old D.H. Holmes under the clock. There's Spud posing his infamous Ignatius Riley pose. Okay, let's go on and find some music. That's cool. So, uh, all right. So, a acloserwalk.com.org. What is it? Dot com. Dot com. Yeah. And then, well, that's another one of those cool sites that has a lot of stuff in it. Um one more time, though. I mean, you've been writing a lot of that stuff. Or are you are you secretly working on a great American novel? Or are you a short storyist? Do you write haikus? Or have you written a poem that doesn't have the word Nantucket in it? Or you know? Um, yeah, I mean, you know, not not a poet. Though, <laughs> if I did, I would avoid all references to New England. I think that I, you know, I've, I'm working on a couple of uh, a couple of things that I'm not at liberty to discuss um but, but you're i'm general i'm working i'm working but yeah and, and i'll also um I, I plan to stay on top of the municipal auditorium story until you know until it doesn't need to be covered anymore which um is not looking like anytime soon so i'm gonna you know the, the closer walk is gonna steep turning stuff out and and i'll continue writing on the municipal auditorium issue and, and as you mm-hmm. said the lens does does really great work so i if people are looking for something to check out, definitely. Yeah. Uh, the, the lensnola.org. The lensnola.org. Yeah. And, and there's all kinds of stories in there. There were some very good writers, and there are people who are full-time. Actually, I can't think of the guy's name, but there was a guy there who who wrote for them, and, and I think he was an editor, and uh, and he married he married like this this woman from Peru who was like a real big muckety-muck in their politics. I mean, she was like number three in the country or something like that. And so he was spinning a you know, mixing his time up here and down there. I said, dude, I know what it means to miss New Orleans, but if my wife was a huge muckety-muck in Peru, I'm afraid I'd be down there learning Spanish, if you know what I mean. You know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, if you, you got a chance to be to be kicking it with uh, the, the number three person in Peru, you gotta, you gotta get on the plane. Yeah, yeah. And you can always come back, you know, because nobody's in politics forever unless they're like Demon Spawn or something or a congressman from Michigan. All right, man. So uh, that's cool. Jud, uh, Jordan Hirsch, my guest here, um, and uh, a closerwalknola.com to find out more of his stuff and stay tuned to uh, to the lens and to just Googling up Jordan's name so you can find out more what's going on in the Municipal Auditorium. Jordan, I appreciate you taking the time today, man. Have a good one. Watch out for the crazies. 
Uh, yeah, thanks for having me. You too. They're, they're out there. Yes, they are. And they're all looking for people who don't want the municipal auditorium to turn into City Hall. So, there you go. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> all right, wrapping up this podcast right after this. Are you ready to launch? The American Space Alliance wants to accelerate and support space exploration for the benefit of all Americans, and not just for national pride. You know how many products are created by and for NASA that we use every day? Scratch-resistant lenses, dustbusters, LASIK eye surgery, solar cells, firefighting equipment, LEDs, insulin pumps, the list just keeps on growing, and it needs to keep on growing, because the next generation of space exploration has arrived, and the American Space Alliance and NASA want you to be involved. You can follow ASA on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. Go to exploreasa.org to find out more. Okay, writer Jordan Hirsch, cool. The Lens NOLA and a closer walk NOLA.com to find out more about his work and stay tuned to see what's going on with the Municipal Auditorium and the Mayor. Uh, tomorrow on the podcast, we'll be talking to Carlos Hornbrook, and Carlos is uh, running for assessor in Orleans Parish, and he's going to tell us why. And it's probably because he's a crazy man, but we'll find out then. In the meantime, thanks for joining me here. You can find the podcast here on uh, Red Circle and Spotify and uh, Amazon Music and Stitcher and Public Radio and Google Podcasts. You can find it on Twitter at SpudGotDat and on Facebook at Spud's Friends and Fans, John McConnell and The Big Teasy. And uh, like I said, if you want to uh, tune in tomorrow and listen to uh, Carlos Hornbrook's going to be a good one. If you want to sponsor this podcast, you can contact me at thespudcastpodcast at gmail.com. In the meantime, see you tomorrow. Watch out for the crazies, but I'm a gone pecan. <laughs>